listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Thanks for listening. Did you know that you can use content as a way to drive business to you? I always think it's good to write and publish and put content out because it also substantiates the credibility of people with whom you've already spoken. But you can actually use content as a way to drive business through search engine optimization. And today we're going to talk about that. Our guest is Chris Walker. He's the founder of Advocate SEO, and he's a consummate SEO professional. He's been a student of organic search for more than a decade and a half. During this time, he's personally devoted more than 15,000 hours of SEO research, testing, and analysis. And his goal is to help clients compete at the highest levels of SEO. And to further this objective, he's built his accumulated SEO knowledge into a powerful resource and SEO training program for attorneys. He's an avid supporter of taking advantage of all that SEO has to offer, focusing on using SEO as a strategic tool to drive new business for today's law firm that relies heavily on their website presence for driving revenue. I hope you get some great ideas out of this. And even if you're not in the legal industry, I know that you're going to get some good ideas from Chris's expertise today. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Today, we've got a special guest. Chris Walker talking about turning your content marketing into something that Google will love. Chris, thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, sure, Scott. I appreciate it. So with SEO and content marketing, that's something that one needs to possess deep expertise in. Tell us a little bit about what you started at in your career in the working world and how you made your way uh, doing the work that you're doing today, Chris. Well, it was it was a long, <laughs> long road. I mean, you know, I was in grad school and I thought I want to learn. So the internet was becoming very hot. And I thought, well, I need to learn something about this stuff. So I just honestly, I started taking a coding class, HTML, right? Oh, wow. And uh, just, just took a step back. And then shortly afterward, found myself uh, finding, I found SEO, and mm-hmm. um, ever since, I've just kind of, I kind of fell in love with it, really. And um, I kind of, a little too geeky on it now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so when did you really dive deeply into SEO? Oh, probably about 2003. Yeah, wow. And, and maybe you can kind of give some definitions for those that don't know what that is. What does that stand for? And what exactly is the point with SEO? So SEO is search engine optimization. And the goal of it really is to help your website communicate effectively to search engines so that um, you can show up when potential customers might be performing a search for maybe a product or a service that uh, you have to offer. Got it. So if I have a law firm practice or recruiting practice or some sort of service or offering, I can pretty much game the system to get my information ranked at the top of Google. Is that correct? Yeah, essentially. I mean, you're kind of gaming the system, right? We're feeding Google is what, you know, what I say it is we're feeding the search engines exactly what they want. And they, they gobble it up because they have to have high quality resources to show users. Right. And if you know how to create that high quality resource that Google wants to show and exactly what they want to show, well, then, yeah, you effectively are gaming them, which is 
you know, can be quite profitable. So let me ask you this then, what's the difference between someone who is a legitimate professional and authority, someone that has substantive content that they can use to make it so that Google loves them versus someone that's an imposter that has a contrived sort of perspective? Do you think that Google can really tell the difference between the two? Well, Google has been working on that very thing for the last few years, and they've been getting deeper and deeper into it. And the way they're doing it is they are looking at your website or your presence, and, and mostly your website right now, for some different niches, this does change. But they're looking at your website as a whole, and they're looking for, okay, who is the authority on this particular subject matter? Mm-hmm. And if your website is you know, rich in high-quality content surrounding that particular subject matter, then you are typically rewarded quite handsomely for that. And so what do you mean when every page or, or your subject matter on your website shows this? What, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, so every, every page of resources is uh, our saying around here. And what that means is that there's tons of searches happening every single day, but there are typically certain searches that happen more often than not, right? And so we use a tool called Ahrefs to kind of tell us, uh, give us hints about what people are searching for every single day. And we use that to, you know, we're looking for questions that people are answering, right? And if you use that data and then you answer those questions on your site. And there are questions, whatever service you're offering, there are questions around that, right? Right. And so the goal is to really answer those questions as effectively as possible and do it in a way that, that Google likes. So if there's a particular question, well, perform that search right around that particular keyword and see the top 10 pages in the Google SERPs and see what everybody else is, is offering. Interesting. Yeah, so it's right. like you're getting the answers to the test, so to speak. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an easy cheat sheet, right? Because Google tells us exactly what they like. Uh, there's, there's no questions. And that's, you know, one of the great things about SEO is that we have kind of a cheat sheet available. Yeah. Do you, do you think that can get companies in trouble if they try to game it too much? Well, if you're copying uh, content word for word, yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but, it, yeah. But, it, but, <laughs> but as long as you're creating uh, your, from your own expertise and providing a resource that's, you know, we always try to go, you know, equal to or greater than what everybody else on page one is offering, right? Right. And then you'll be rewarded. Yeah, I, d- I don't think, I mean, there are only so many resources out there and um, there's going to be overlap between you and your competition for sure. Right. Interesting. So what does site quality ratio mean, SQR, and why is that important? Well, it's, it's an internal thing we use. Site quality ratio is essentially, you know, how big is your website and how well is it answering questions, okay? So say you have a 50-page website and each of those pages are, you know, like we talked about, the you're, you're answering questions on your site and each of those pages are each a very well-thought-out resource mm-hmm. and it provides a ton of value. That would be a high-quality page. The more high-quality pages you have compared to, lower quality pages, well, your, your site quality ratio 
is way up. I see. And then, you know, oftentimes, you know, even if you have a 50 page site, but you have all high quality resources, you can really stomp the competition, even if they've got two, three, four, 500 pages. So what, what's the definition of a high quality resource site? What are these blog postings? Are they articles? What are some examples of that? Yeah, it depends on the search term. You know, it could be uh, information pages, it could be service pages, but each of those pages, we would be looking at what's already in the top 10 in the SERPs from Google's perspective, and then matching that content, or at least matching the quality level, matching the resource level. And it could be blog page as well. So you Mm -hmm. could go further, go deeper on a subject matter. And that's what a blog is really for, is to go deeper into a subject matter. And then you refer back to, you know, your pages within your website for additional information. So do you think that this helps us to kind of find out what sort of topics we should write on? Is that, is that kind of where we're going with this? Yeah, I think um, topics to write on, right? I mean, you know as a professional or, or should have a pretty good idea of what your users or what uh, your visitors are looking for. And that's why we do use Ahrefs uh, as a resource because, you know, you can type in those keywords and then you can get closer to the answer. Does that make sense? It does. And so href, what does that stand for? <laughs> I don't know exactly what it stands for, uh, but it's a tool that we, I don't, it's spelled A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. And it's, it's our go-to resource. The reason being is they purchase internet service provider data. Interesting. And so what that allows us to do is to get a better look at the actual number of searches performed for a set of keywords. And so, you know, we don't want wasted effort, right? If we're, if we're going to provide a resource, it's going to take some time to create this thing. So we want to make sure that uh, we are targeting the user's needs. And Ahrefs is a, is a great resource for that. They got a bunch of other uh, neat uh, tools within the tool itself, but the big reason we love it is because uh, they do purchase the internet service provider data, and at their price point, it's really hard to beat. That's great. So let's just say I'm a professional services provider, and I want mm-hmm. to get more attention on my website. What would sure. what would be some changes you think I should make with the site? And then how do you think I could go about doing research to find specific topics that I should include in my content marketing strategy? Yeah, some of the changes are are just kind of, you know, take if if you have a blog, you know, see what the last blog post was, grab that and and just scan it real quick and and see how long is it? How in-depth is it? And then what keyword is or set of keywords is this particular post meant to target, right? Because no wasted effort. You want to write something that's going to help potential uh, visitors to your website. Right. And so take that information, take those keywords, plop it into Google. And if you're in the top 10, great. But if you're not, let's figure out why, right? Is that page a resource? Would Google consider that page a resource? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, so how, if you see what's in the top 10, how, how many words just a quick check of how many words is everybody's page on that's in the top 10? Is it, you know, 1500 words or 2000 or 3000 words? 
and then you look at your blog post and it's only 600, Mm -hmm. maybe you're not providing a resource to your users. And that's a very common practice. People used to blog just to blog Mm -hmm. uh, because of this this concept of, of fresh content, right? People talk about fresh content, fresh content, but it really is more about creating quality content versus just posting fresh content. And so with blogs and the phrasing of that, if I recall it correctly, it came from weblogs. Is that right? Yeah. Kind of like with podcasts came from iPods. You know, nobody has an iPod anymore. No. And and do you think that's outdated with blogs? Do you think that are are people calling them white papers? Are they calling them articles? Or do you think that's still an appropriate nomenclature for websites? Yeah, it's appropriate. People call them all kinds of different things. I see articles. I see white papers. I see resources, blogs. It's all over the map, but whatever you feel comfortable with, really. So how do I make sure that... If I'm going about this, I have an action plan to improve my content marketing. I say, I'm going to write every day for 20 minutes, no matter what. And even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have uh, an action plan of these are the, based on my research, these are the 12 different topics over the next four or five weeks that I want to focus mm-hmm. on. And I just want to crank it out and I want to cre- create some rhythm in, in doing this and make it a resource. How do I make sure that I'm creating a high quality resource and not just wasting time by publishing thin content on my website. Sure, sure, that's important. Well, you do, again, want to go back to those top 10 results, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just analyze them and see, okay, am I coming close to what everybody else is putting out? Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing, really. What are they doing and, and how can I get close to that? And you take, just take a look at a few of those and you'll be able to tell yourself pretty quickly whether or not you're on the right track. Yeah, so like looking at competitor sites and things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and one thing I used to do, and I used to do a lot of training and speaking. I had a training company that I eventually sold that was just targeting the recruiting industry. And I would go to industry conferences and I would see mm-hmm. what are all the topics. Because if you go to the conference from a trade association from the last two or three years, chances are their website's probably still on the web. Uh, 2019 right. uh, International Clown Marketing Association or sure, whatever, whatever sure, it is. Sure. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that they've got their uh, trade show convention from when they had it in New Orleans. And these are the breakout centers, uh, challenges with clown marketing uh, you know, or whatever, whatever the topics yeah. were. And then even looking at what the sponsors sponsored, what programs got the most money, Right, what they think is on everybody's mind. And then even probably looking at trade association journals, what are the articles that you see in the journals as topics? What, what do you think about some of those ideas? Yeah, that's fantastic, right? I mean, it's a sim- similar concept. Right. Yeah, just a little bit more old school sleuthing, I guess. Um, right. So let's say that I'm a professional. I want to build out my content. I've got some time to write, but... Everything at that point, I just don't know what to do with. Tell me about what are the expectations somebody should have with an SEO company? And if I hired an SEO company to do those things, how would I actually know that they're doing their job? 
Well, that's, you know, SEO companies used to just uh, run, run rampant, right? And, and uh, not everybody got uh, work reports or anything like that. And, um, and now a lot of SEO companies generate work reports, but it may not be quality work. And that's, that's what you really want to look at. You want to make sure you're getting your, your money's worth. And that quality work comes back to, okay, if they're posting blogs, you know, or if they're writing pages, are your pages similar to or providing as much or more information, high quality information than the competitors that are showing up in those, in those top 10 SERPs? Right. And that really is, I mean, we have got the biggest, Google gives us the biggest cheat sheet ever, wow. right? Because it's, it really is a simple process. Once you break it down, you want to provide a resource that's greater than that of your competitor. So work reports, what, what should I be looking for on a work report? A work report would be just the fact that the page has been created mm-hmm. and you would want to look at possibly content length and then just basically compare that again to, to what's in the SERPs. Because it's hard to say, hey, you know, it's hard to provide in a work report, hey, this is a great, super high quality piece of information, right? Mm -hmm. That's more of a visual thing that you can do. And if your SEO company is doing that, if they're building resources on your website that are equal to those that are ranking on page one, and it's just a quick visual look, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell. It's just a thing you can look at and tell. Well, then you're you're probably in pretty good hands. So... What are some success stories that you've seen? You work with a lot of law firms. Uh, tell me about somebody you've worked with where they didn't have anything, you worked with them, and then their rankings increased. Yeah, uh, we're working with one right now, actually. They, they're they working with another firm, and they were just kind of spinning their wheels for for probably the last couple of years and blogging, you know, several blog posts a month, offsite stuff happening, but no traction to speak of, right? They weren't ranking for their most important terms and just kind of stuck at the bottom of page one and page two, right? right? And what we did was going back to that site quality ratio thing is we looked at the posts that the previous firm had actually done, the ones that were actually getting traffic. So we kept the ones, the posts that were actually getting traffic. And it was about, unfortunately, about 10%. We literally killed off half the website. Mm. So you can imagine they spent a lot of money. And then we started over from scratch. Wow. Yeah. And they've increased rankings and they just started to show for some of their main terms, uh, just got a top three position uh, last week. I wow, think. that's fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, that kind of stuff is rewarding. Absolutely. You're making a difference for them. Yeah, yeah, you are making a difference. And it's, it's a long-term thing. SEO is a long-term thing. But if, if you're with the right firm or company or individual or consultant and you're on the right path, it'll pay off in the end. Well, this is fantastic, Chris. Maybe you can kind of tell us about three action steps. If somebody wants to get started on this, then I want you to elaborate on your services after that. But if somebody wants to get started on this, how would you kind of synthesize what you've shared with us into three action steps to go forward and get started? 
I'll take it even one better. How about that? We're going to get four it, steps. We're, we're going to get one, one big step. One big step. Okay, good. One, yeah. one yeah. big step that is going to help <laughs> anybody that's really interested in learning more about SEO, right? So if you go to this link, uh, it's attorneyseotraining.com forward slash the rainmaking podcast attorneyseotraining.com slash the rainmaking podcast. And you go there and you can sign up and you can get access to our SEO training program all for free, which is pretty fantastic. It's about three and a half hours long. So take it in chunks if you have to. But I think if you do that, you'll know more about SEO than 99.99% of people out there. That's great. Well, I appreciate you offering that up to our listeners, Chris. And kind of give us an overview then of the services that you offer. If somebody wants to follow through on this, but they need some help, they need somebody to provide that adult supervision that you do and make sure it's done yeah. right. What, what are some of the offerings that you have? And we're going to put that link and the other links that you give us on our show notes. So anybody listening oh. today, if you didn't get the link that Chris mentioned, just go to the show notes and you'll be able to access that directly. Yeah, sure. Fantastic. So we focus on search engine optimization and content marketing. That's what we do. So if you want to learn more about us, right, you can go to advocateseo.com. That's advocateseo.com. That's fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks so much for being a great guest on the show. You've given us some great actionable ideas that I'm sure people will be taking action on and checking out your links and reaching out to you. Thanks again so much for being here today. Sure, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.